Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, it's Politics by Faith. I'm Mike Slater. Thanks so much for being here. Let me tell you why we're here. Uh, I have been getting, maybe you're in the same boat as me and everyone I know. I have been getting way too anxious and worked up about the news. And it's not healthy. It's not productive. It's not a good way to live life. And I'm, I'm often tempted just to give up, just stop paying attention to anything. But that's not good either because these things matter. So what do we do? The goal of this podcast is to take the news of the day, lean into the anxiety and the pain and disappointment and whatever other emotion it causes, in today's case, frustration, and then give some historical perspective because there's nothing new under the sun, and then some biblical peace so that we can go to sleep at night, like literally so you're able to sleep and then wake up, be refreshed and fight another day. If you have five minutes, you can check out the first episode where we go into a little more detail and, and why we have called this politics by faith. But I'm grateful you're here. And maybe today's episode speaks to you as well. This is a bit of a deeper dive from what we did on yesterday's TV show. So the final segment of the TV show is a shorter politics by faith segment. We've never doubled up on topics, but <laughs> to be honest, the short segment wasn't enough to relieve my anxiety and frustration. So, <laughs> so I need to do more. So what's the story? Inflation. What is it in America? I mean, who knows? They manipulate the numbers. They say it's 8% in America. It's worse than that. You know it is. England, they just came out in numbers, 10% inflation in England. And, you know, even election coming up and, and Democrats are talking about abortion and January 6th. And you're like, what? Like, it's all about inflation. All I'm thinking about is money. And I'm very worried about the near future, and I'm very angry. Because why are we here? We know how inflation happens. There's no question how it happens. It's when there's too much money printed by Washington chasing too few goods. Here's the great Milton Friedman explaining. Inflation is made in Washington because only Washington can create money. And any other attribution of, to other groups of inflation is wrong. Consumers don't produce it. Producers don't produce it. Trade unions don't produce it. Foreign sheiks don't produce it. Oil imports don't produce it. What produces it is too much government spending and too much government creation of money and nothing else. Well, why was it made in Washington this time? Well, because of COVID. And not really COVID. It was the government's response to COVID. We printed and spent $13 trillion. It was insane. It's never been done before. We've never shut down 
the entire United States economy. That doesn't like we've never stopped work. Even during World War II, like people still went to work. If there's an if there's a hurricane somewhere, like you clean up and then you go back to work. We've never shut down the entire country's economy ever. No matter what happens, you must keep the economy moving. But we decided to act like communist China instead. We told people to stop working. Two weeks to flatten the curve. But how are people going to get money if they're not working? Well, we'll have the Paycheck Protection Program, PPP. And we're going to print money and give it to employers to give to their employees, even if they're not working. Combine that with a few other bills and printing of money. It adds up to be $13 trillion. That's more than all the wars that we have fought combined. The most expensive 13 wars. So if you just name all the wars. We got Iraq, Afghanistan, Persian Gulf, Vietnam, Korea, World War I, World War II, Civil War, both sides, Revolutionary War, Mexican-American War, Spanish-American War. I'm missing one to get to 13. Either way, you combine them all, adjust for inflation, it doesn't even equal $13 trillion, the amount that we printed and spent in one year. Amazing. So what's at the root of all this? And there's, and there's so many directions we can go. We can talk about why we overreacted to COVID. It's our fear of death. We can talk about pride, the lengths that people will go to not admit they're wrong, right? With COVID lockdowns or with the Federal Reserve thinking that this is good monetary policy and there'll be no consequences to it at all. A lot of things we can do. But today I want to focus on something that's not so much causing me anxiety as much as makes me incredibly frustrated and angry. And that is we never learn from our mistakes. We never learn from our mistakes. It's so frustrating. And the Bible, of course, speaks to this. It speaks to everything. Proverbs 26, 11, a dog returns to its vomit. So fools repeat their folly. You combine that with 2 Peter 2.22, a sow, that a pig that is washed, returns to her wallowing in the mud. Now, this is about sin. So the dog gets rid of, of the corruption inside of it, vomits it up, but then goes back to it. And that pig got rid of the corruption on its outside, but goes right back to the mud, right back to sinning. These foolish animals can't resist it. And we're no better with sin. But I'm thinking of this politically as well with monetary policy. How can we keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again? These are mistakes that have been made by all people for all time everywhere around the world. You'd think we would have wised up by now. Not even close. And now it's time to lament <laughs> because I'm really annoyed. Usually, usually deep, deep breath, deep breath. That was not a very deep breath. Usually the lament section is very sad. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sad. I'm angry. And I know there's always going to be, you know, good times and not as good times. That's great. And that's true for a person, a family, and a country. I get it. We can weather that. I understand that. I'm frustrated that this was entirely unnecessary. This is a self-inflicted wound. And 
there were people who knew this would happen. But that was ignored by our superiors who knew better, the experts in D.C. and the experts at the Federal Reserve. And there's no regret from these people. No one's taken accountability. There's no shame. There's no, like, no one who was a part of this is like, you know what, I thought this was the right thing to do. I was wrong. I regret it. Uh, I'm really sorry. Here's why we made this decision, but it was the wrong call. Let's figure out how we can get out of this mess together now. I would so respect that. I, got, I don't hear any of that. Have you heard any of that? We're just ignoring what caused this entirely. People are hurting. And it's probably going to get way worse. And it, it makes me sick. It puts a pit in my stomach because it doesn't have to be this way. Just some, some visuals on how it could get worse. So Germany, before World War I, they were a prosperous country. But after World War I, they had a ton of inflation. One lawyer took out an insurance policy in 1903, paid it every month, never missed a payment. It was a 20-year policy. And when the policy came due, he cashed out, took the money, and bought a single loaf of bread. Menu prices in Germany couldn't keep up fast enough. A man bought a cup of coffee, it was 5,000 marks. And then after he finished it, he ordered another one. And the bill came and it was 14,000 marks. He said, wait, I got two. And the server told him, if you want to save money, you got to order both cups at the same time. The price went up in between his coffee cups. You think I'm joking. You think that's like a, a silly like joke or silly story. In Hungary, in 1946, prices doubled every 15 hours. Doubled every 15 hours. In Hungary, they printed a bill, the 100 quintillion bill. 100 quintillion. Zimbabwe had the 100 trillion dollar bill. That was as recent as 2008. But Hungary takes the cake with the 100 quintillion. quintillion. Prices went up that fast. Back in Germany after World War I, prices doubled every about three and a half days. The highest monthly inflation, ours is eight. And you know how bad that is? The highest monthly inflation in Germany was 30,000%. People couldn't spend money fast enough because it would be worthless the next day. So as soon as you got it, you had to spend it right away on something. At least you could have something tangible. In 1923, Germany printed the 1,000 billion mark. So imagine a thousand billion dollar bill, a thousand billion. Jeez, what does that do? Like, there's the economic problems with this, but then there's the social and cultural and spiritual problems with this. Pearl Buck, who's a writer here in America, she visited Germany in 1923. This is before World War II, 1923. She said the cities were still there, the houses not yet bombed and in ruins, but the victims were millions of people. They had lost their fortunes, their savings. They were dazed and inflation shocked and did not understand how it had happened to them and who the foe was who had defeated them. Yet they had lost their self-assurance, their feelings that they themselves could be the masters of their own lives if they just worked hard enough. And lost too were the old values of morals, of ethics, of decency. 
At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Feels like a long time ago. A hundred years ago. But we don't need to go to ancient history to find this. Today... The inflation rate in Turkey is 80%. Argentina, 80%. The Netherlands is 14. Russia's 13. And we're way higher than eight. It's a fine line between eggs being a bit more expensive and losing everything. We're, we're, we're going to be doing a lot of episodes on money and the economy. I need it. I need it. We're going to do another. So this is just, I got to make this note here. Just reading that line about how in Germany they lost old values of morals, ethics, and decency. We have to make sure we never do that. We can't lose that. You and I, we can't lose it. We'll save that for another episode. Let's get some history here. Let's get some history. Let's get in the Bible. So Deuteronomy 4.9. Moses says, only be careful. Watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. One of the main reasons Jews have survived so long is their remembering and commemorating of their past. During the Passover, they commemorate the exodus from Egypt. Jewish children might think that this only happened a couple years ago. Because when they have their Seder dinner, they say we were slaves in Egypt. So a kid who has no concept of times, they may be like, oh, well, mom and dad were. <laughs> they don't say they were slaves. Like, oh, they a long time ago were slaves. We were slaves in Egypt. That connection to the past is incredibly important. That way they never forget the lessons. They never forget the lessons. This is true f- and important for all the cultural stories that we have lost in America about who we are. And it's true for economic lessons too. We just haven't learned from the past. So let's do it. Let's go back in time because there's nothing new under the sun. Let's go to ancient Rome. Emperor Septimius Severus. He was the final emperor in the year of the five emperors. Could you imagine? (laughs) Could you imagine living in that year? Could you imagine the chaos of the year of the five emperors. Imagine being in Rome in 193 when five men killed each other in their claim to be emperor. So Severus won in the end. He was the the fifth of the five. And he gave his two sons advice. Caracalla and Geta were his two, two sons. He said, live in harmony, enrich the troops, ignore everyone else. Okay? 
Three points. Live in harmony, enrich the troops, ignore everyone else. So how did the brothers do? Did the brothers take dad's advice? Well, dad passed away and the two brothers became co-rulers, co-emperors. For about a year, until the older brother, Caracalla, had his brother murdered. So, not so much the live in harmony thing. Like, that didn't, that, that, that didn't pan out so great. Fair enough. What about the second part of dad's advice? Enrich the troops. Oh, well, that Caracalla did. In fact, his mom told him to knock it off. <laughs> Stop spending so much money on the military. The taxes are too high. And we're running out of money. And Caracalla pointed to his sword and said, as long as we have this, we shall not run short of money. And I think we have that same mentality today in America. We believe, wrongly, that America will always be the reserve currency for the world because we have the strongest military. We believe that we don't have to worry about crashing our currency or our economy as long as we have the aircraft carrier. As long as we have military dominance around the world, we don't have to worry about no longer being the reserve currency of the world. As long as we have this sword. And that's just not true. It's not true at all. It's never been true. Look at all the times in the past when there were different reserve currencies. They were held by the people with the strongest military. And, but then, not, then they didn't. Then they weren't. Caracalla said, nobody should have any money but I, so that I may bestow it upon the soldiers. He's really taking his dad's advice to heart. And I think of this not only military spending, but you know, the military industrial complex, but everyone and everything that gets government money from Washington, D.C. It is astounding how much money the federal government spends and our founders would be appalled by it. So what did Caracalla do? He raised the pay for his soldiers by 50%. Great. He paid for it, though, by doubling the inheritance tax on Roman citizens. So just tax and spend. Spend and tax. That's it. No different today. No different than today at all. Been raising taxes, spending more money. The economy is going to tank. The governments are not going to raise as much money as they have in the past from taxation, which means they're going to have to raise taxes again so they can spend more. It's how it's going to happen. It's how it's always happened. Hence my frustration. <laughs> you think it's later? I, I can tell, tell your frustration. Are you ever going to bring this to peace? I will. I promise. I promise. I promise. Ain't I? We'll get there. So, what did Caracalla do? Well, raising taxes weren't enough. So, he made everyone who lived within the empire a Roman citizen. And you think, well, that's good. Well, yeah, something that used to be a privilege was now bestowed on people just for the sake of expanding the tax base. So let's tax more people. Let's raise taxes. Let's get more people to tax. And check out this monetary policy. He, uh, the denarius was the coin. Right? It was a silver coin. The Bible talks about it a lot. The denarius. The most famous example probably is the Pharisees asked Jesus, is it right to pay the tax to Caesar or not? And it was a trick. It's Matthew 22. All right, so you have the Pharisees. They were a religious sect within Judaism. And they were known for their, their strict keeping of the law. Pharisee means separate. So they saw themselves as separate, better than everyone else because they really kept the law. A bunch of hypocrites. And Jesus called them out a lot. Matthew 23, 23 says, woe to you. Ooh, be careful when Jesus says, woe to you. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. And he says, oh yeah, you, follow, you think you follow the laws, yet you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. 
Jesus, not a fan of the Pharisees. So the Pharisees, well, not a fan of him, wanted to kill Jesus. So they thought of a way to trick him. And the Pharisees said, teacher, or they flattered him, teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You see the buttering him up. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Mm, it was a trick. So if Jesus said, no, don't pay the tax, then they could charge him with treason against Rome. And if he said, yes, pay the tax, then Jesus would have been disloyal to the Jewish nation and lost support of the crowds. And Jesus knew what they were up to, of course. And he gave really one of the most brilliant answers to a question ever. He said, whose likeness and inscription is this? Caesar's, they said. Well, therefore, render, give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. This coin had the picture of Caesar on it. Caesar minted the coins. So when he demands them back, fine, give it to him. But God minted the human soul. You are minted in his image. So give to Caesar the things of this world that are his and give to God the things of the spiritual world that are his. That was a denarius that Jesus and the Pharisees were holding. It's amazing. It was about the size of a, a nickel and it was a, about a day's wage for a skilled craftsman. Now in the beginning of the empire, each coin was about 90% silver, but the emperors wanted to build things. So they needed more money. How'd they do that? Well, they just made more coins, but they didn't have silver, as much silver to make more coins. Well, they just made each coin with less silver. They just basically printed money. Marcus Aurelius in 161, the coins he made were 75% silver. They started out as 90, they became 75% silver. That was in 161. Go forward 100 years, and each denarius only had 5% silver. Every year, each denarius had less and less silver in it. And by the time it got to 5%, it was a metaphor. Each coin was bronze with just a thin coating of silver, just dipped in silver, just a thin coating. And it wasn't long before the shine wore off and you could tell that it was just cheap bronze underneath. And the metaphor is, I, I just feel like that was our economy the last few months. Looks good, looks good. But it's just a thin coat of shine before you get to the truth. So the cheaper the coins, the more soldiers demanded. And the more taxes went up, and the poorer people became. By 265, each coin, remember a denarius started out as 90% silver, ended up 0.5% silver, totally worthless. And inflation was 1,000%. This hurt trade, which hurt the military and, and it's our, our, Rome, our Rome, Rome strength. And they were invaded nonstop by the Huns, the Goths, and the Vandals, and that was the fall of the Roman Empire. And it's interesting to me how modern scholars often leave the inflation part out of their analysis. Inflation is no joke. It's not even just things are a bit more expensive. Inflation can collapse a nation. And you know what they call it now? What got us here? They call it modern monetary theory. The gall of these people. This is when the government spends and taxes and prints money to pay for the spending. They call it modern monetary theory. Ask Emperor Caracalla 2,000 years ago. There's nothing modern about taxing and spending and debasing the currency. We've been here before. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. All right. So what's in my control? What is in my control, Slater? This is where the peace starts to come in a little bit, hopefully. What is in your control? Uh, How you handle relative poverty. Gosh, maybe it's hard to hear that. It was hard to say, but it's true. Your standard of living won't be as high for the next few years. You won't be able to buy everything you've always bought. You won't be able to buy everything you want. Your income could go down 10%. If so, you're very fortunate. Could go down 100%. How you respond is up to you. Little insight from Solomon, Proverbs 23, 4. Do not wear yourself out to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. Cast but a glance at riches and they're gone. For they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. Isn't that amazing? Cast but a glance at riches and they're gone. Look at your riches and they're gone like that. What a thing for people to put their hope in, huh? And back to what Jesus said to the Pharisees, give to Caesars what is Caesars. He knew, like, it'll just fly off like a bird, just gone. Give to God what is his, that lasts forever. And I guarantee you, the more you focus on those things, God's things, the less anxiety you will have. I assure you of that. Let me throw one more curveball in here because when I was looking up Proverbs 23, 4, I found Proverbs 23, 1. It says, and, and this, I, I have to put this in here because this ties into my frustration with our rulers. Proverbs 23, 1 says, when you sit down to eat with a ruler, observe carefully what is before you and put a knife to your throat if you are given to appetite. Do not desire his delicacies for they are deceptive food. What does that mean? It's cryptic. Again, I had to put this in here because I'm so frustrated with our rulers, the elites, the Federal Reserve, our D.C. politicians, our superiors, all these people. The warning here from Solomon is that if a ruler invites you to dinner, no matter how delicious the food looks and all the rest, he's probably not inviting you over because he wants a friend. 
Rulers know how to manipulate people. They know how to abuse people for their own gain. It's a trick. It's a trick. The elite should not be trusted. But it's hard because we all want to be on the inner circle, right? We all want to dine with the ruler. We want to be with the popular kids. We want to advance to the next level. We want to have a seat at the table of politics and business. But be careful. These people can be deceptive. That's what Solomon is warning against. When you sit down to eat with a ruler, observe carefully who and what is before you. Don't be given to appetite. Do not desire his delicacies, his deceptiveness. That's why Jesus told us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Never naive. Wise as serpents. Don't be naive. I don't trust these people. And being aware of that makes me feel better. We don't need them. And they can't take away the most important things from you anyway. We know our money flies away like a bird, but the important things don't. Final thought to meditate on, final thing to think about so we can get to sleep tonight. A lot of my money, my money anxiety with the economy comes from a place of impatience. I think, okay, things are bad now, but next week they'll pick back up. And then next week comes and it's not right. I think it's going to be a long time before we get back squared away. And I think of it like a cross country car road trip. If you think you're just going to go for a half hour drive and you end up driving across the country, it's going to be a long few days. You know what I mean? You're like, I thought I was just going down the street. But if you know that it's going to be a long 3000 mile journey, you will prepare very differently. You'll be emotionally prepared for it. You'll be physically prepared for it. You'll bring the things you need and not the things you don't. And you'll be spiritually prepared for the long haul. And that's what we're dealing with now. Let's get comfortable here. We've got a ways to go. And we'll be doing it together too. First Timothy 6.8 If we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Thank you for listening this entire podcast. Please send me an email with any constructive criticism and suggestions you have. If you made it through 30 minutes, you are a trusted friend. I will take your constructive feedback with the best of intentions. You don't even need to give a compliment sandwich. Just give me the meat of it. Any suggestion you have at all. Also, anything that's causing you anxiety that you want us to address here, we'll do it. Slater Radio. S-L-A-T-E-R, SlaterRadio at gmail.com. And please spread the word. Send this podcast out to friends and family. We are really building momentum here with subscribers and downloads. It's amazing. Thank you so much for that. We also need 1,000 five-star reviews to really break through that algorithm wall. So if you haven't done that yet, you can just see the five-star review. Quick little note, that would be amazing. Also, please pray for my wife and new baby. She's going to give birth here any day now to our fourth. More on that later. Politics by Faith with Mike Slater. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger 
America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available.